Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning, two hours home improvement, everything about your home, any building important to you, your health, your safety, as well as now your place of business where you work, also where schoolroom happenings occur. We have lots of things to talk about this morning. We're right in the springtime. We're not really sure it's spring yet, but we're pretty sure winter's gone. Phone lines for you today for two full hours, no guests, all you, mono Mono three one four four three six seven nine hundred four three six seven nine zero zero. Call in, call early, call often, and eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. So many things because the uh, kind of the do-it-yourselfer season is uh, upon us. Uh, as we uh, heard uh, from Kevin Colleen, material prices, especially or specifically lumber prices. And that's only one example. Um, some one year ago, I think lumber prices per thousand board feet, and I'm speaking in general terms, was three hundred and sixty-five dollars per thousand. So three dollars, you know. Anyway, three dollars and and thirty-six cents, roughly, per um, board foot. Um, now where it's uh, twelve hundred dollars per thousand board feet so it's you know a, or pardon me or 36 cents a square foot now it's a dollar 20 a square foot over three times heading up higher because it is defined by supply and demand we had jumps immediately with tariffs and the international uh, issues around covid uh, manufacturers all those things now it's just flat out so much demand outstripping the supply and it continues to raise the prices we're beyond tariffs we're beyond all the rest of that stuff we're just literally everybody's doing something and they want to do it now uh, you heard Berkeley lumber uh, the yard manager quoting that a bid for lumber to the contractor basically the contractor submits a lumber uh, material list and they come back and they say it's good for 24 hours not more price escalations. Uh, As it relates to me, uh, I own Mosby Building Arts, and uh, we're very busy, a backlog that's substantial. Uh, So far, uh, we have not had to go back to clients and really invite them to, you you still want to do this job because the price just went up. We we just haven't had to deal with that yet. Uh, But it is coming, and be aware that it is part of any construction, remodeling, supply whether you're doing it yourself or having it professionally done it's the same rules for all and frankly uh, if you can get anybody at all to come to your house to do anything take it you know i mean it's uh, there's such a shortage then let's so now that's on the uh, global level then we get down to the st louis level we're in the middle of the country we you know depend on rail to bring the lumber and materials into us mostly then by truck much of it moves around by truck and such but because of uh, the lasting influences of covid and now the international manufacturing world of where things are made be it germany france china um, vietnam whatever it is so first you have to make it so some of those countries are still kind of messed up with covid they're just trying to staff their factories and facilities then you've got got to move it through some sort of a rail freight trucking whatever thing and then ship it across the ocean 
and then get, bring it into the and then move it around in. So all of those are opportunities for stutter steps, uh, failures, things like that. So uh, my message this morning is pretty much um, it's a new world and it's not worked out yet how materials move to and through and any issues you might have with getting your own building materials from your suppliers to professional contractors to uh, even ordering you know a new shaver who knows when that's going to come in uh, then throw it down to you know the very local the the UPS driver you know the FedEx guy you know it says oh it's going to be here on Wednesday well it's probably going to show up two three days later after that because many of those uh, notifications systems are automatic driven by computer uh, normal processes and now nothing's normal. 314-436-7900 puts us together. 800-925-1120. For those do-it-yourselfers out there, uh, we've got some seminars coming up here, so uh, just be aware. We've got seminars coming up. The next one for uh, my company, Mosby Building Arts, my day job, if you will, is April 28th. It's a webinar, 1130 to 1230. We're finding that people would rather do it at home in their pajamas with their own coffee cup and, you know, participate that way we are uh, however noticing with the more vaccinations that we're doing a lot more person-to-person interactions whether excuse me whether on seminars um, consultations or selection trips to suppliers uh, still mostly by appointment Uh, but anyway the next seminar is april 28th 11 30 in the morning uh, and uh, register call in and that's all on our mosbybuildingarts.com mosbybuildingarts.com or callmosby.com c-a-l-l-m-o-s-b-y they're both the same website the issue is I can't remember all those letters, so tried to abbreviate that into callmosby.com. For us right here on Camo X, I'm in... Golly, I don't know. I've been around more more than two, two decades, and uh, you can listen and tune in to me at odyssey.com, a-u-d-a-c-y.com, odyssey.com. Uh, that has superseded radio.com. That's gone by the wayside. Odyssey.com, great app. You can tune in to me, this radio station, radio stations around the world, whatever you'd like, and great opportunities for more user-friendly interactions. Phone lines here on KMOX. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's go right to the phone lines here and uh, speak with my buddy, John. Hey, John, good morning. Welcome to CAMWEX. How can I help you, sir? Good morning, Mike. I sure appreciate uh, everything you do for us. Or Thank Scott, you. I'm sorry, first of oh, all. Oh, I answered to both. I, Mike's more uh, flamboyant. He has a cooler haircut than me. But other than that, we're <laughs> similar. Well... Just first of all, I've uh, just got to thank you enough for this show. I mean, in COVID times, and we're all working on our homes. We're trying to get them worked on. And I bet you a lot of your audience just waits all week to get a couple of questions. And having your show come on every Saturday, always look forward to it. Well, thank you, John. So, uh, yeah. I have a crawl. I had a crawl. I have a crawl space underneath my sunroom where I had some asbestos abated. And thanks again to your company because I called the. Uh, couple weeks ago and got a name and they did a great job for me they put down a six mil plastic barrier sheet on the floor because it's kind of a dirt floor not very deep and but i've noticed because it's uh surrounded by foundation big pennsylvania limestone foundation rock about 22 inches thick there's absolutely no air circulation in there so it's musty smelling and stinky can i put some uh 
can I put a, like a little bowl of uh, charcoal briquettes and change them out every six months to absorb that smell? Oh, yes, you can, and it will take uh, changing it out about every six minutes. Um, the the oh. issue there, it, yeah, yeah, you, it's a lot of volume. Crawl space uh, is big. The poly on the floor is a, a really good thing that slows down the moisture gaining. But I would move and dry the air. Uh, John, is there any way you can get a dehumidifier running down there and maybe a fan just to move the air and pull the moisture out? Because it's the moisture that makes all those things stink, smell, mold, mildew, um, you know, all the, all the nastiness that goes on in a crawl space. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I could. I don't, I'm not going to go in there much. I'm just going to store things in there that are like old shingles that I need, might need for my house someday, things that aren't affected by smell. So, well, but the, the room above will be subject to those smells. That's really, it's really not the crawl space nor, nor the issue in there, but the smellier your crawl space is or any kind of, um, you know, not good biological things, mold, mildew, and, and indoor air quality, it, it migrates up to the main floor. And that's where, you know, in, a, in the middle of August when it's really, really hot, if you're a little moist in that crawl space, your main room starts to get a little uh, ripe. Okay, well, it's got two vents and a cold air return in that sunroom above. It's only an eight foot by nine foot little room above it. I've never noticed any foul odor in any type of season in that room. So, well, the other thing you can do is. Yeah, well, if you want to increase the ventilation of it, um, you know, you just put an exhaust fan that sucks the air out and make sure that the makeup air comes from the other side of that crawl space. So you're really just kind of changing the air. Uh, That will help enormously, even in our high humidity in St. Louis. Okay, one real super quick question. Is this due to COVID also? Why is concrete so hard? Why is it going up and so hard to get? Uh, it's very uh, energy intensive. Uh, most of that is the uh, the deep freeze that hit in uh, Texas. A lot of that, that heavy energy use and uh, cement, if you will, uh, it's a big deal. And then you just have moving the materials around. Everything's going up. And then you've got the supply or, or the demand of concrete is triple. So it, now, you know, when you get down to my level, we're having trouble finding tradesmen. Um, and you know that so supply the supply is short, demand is high, everything's increasing in price daily. Okay, thank you so much, Mike. Have a great weekend. You bet, John. Good luck, my friend. Home improvements got always be. Oh, don't worry about it. I, I you know this. Um, one of my favorite uh, phone calls over the years is uh, and and John, not not to refer to you, but it, it was uh, somebody just went off and you know just anyway they love me. They love now, Mike, and it's like well, you know what. Mike's a sharp guy. He knows his stuff. I'll take it. You know, if I can be Mike for an hour, I'll do it. Uh, Anyway, I'm not very good with greenery, greenscapes, landscaping, and those sorts of things, but I'll help you inside the house. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. I'll be right back. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. 
All right, stay tuned. 210 today, pregame Cardinal baseball. Go Cards. Cards versus the Phillies. So stay tuned. Pregame show uh, an hour later after this show. So stay tuned. Lots of things here on KMOX. Hey, I'm going through my notes. Uh, John's question, can I cover the stone? I missed that. Uh, John, yes, you can cover the stone. Uh, the stone gets very cold in the wintertime uh, on the side of that crawl space underneath the sunroom, and it will cause condensation. Uh, uh, the plastic or polyethylene six mil uh, vapor barrier on the floor on the dirt covering the dirt in that crawl space limits the amount of moisture, but the moisture and relative humidity is very, very high in that crawl space pretty much year round. Uh, the issue that happens is when that stone gets really cold in the winter and the, the cold times, not so much in the summer, but that stone gets so cold that the water vapor, the high humidity in that crawl space touches that cold stone and it condenses into water droplets. So it turns from vapor, water vapor, into water droplets, and you wind up again with, uh, you know, condensation there. So yes, you can cover the stone, nothing wrong with that. The issue uh, is you kind of have two needs. Number one is to, you know, put a little bit of a Coleman cooler, a little bit of insulation on that stone. Uh, That's a good thing. The downside is if you cover it up, it's now a moist, dark, Uh, space relatively warm to the outside area and it's kind of a termite trap so the termite guys get pretty excited when we start foaming whether rigid foam or spray foam on stone and foundations because they can't see the mud tunnels of the termites anymore however from a moisture and indoor air quality high humidity control of the crawl space that then is a positive thing so again we get into the various conflicting laws of physics and then as it gets to my world where the building code requires this for this and that for that and then the two of those collide in an application point where you know we as the builders actually have to do something with those two you have one that says yes you must do this the other says yes you must do that you can only do one you know and that's how the building science gets in and why I've become such a student uh, nationally uh, as well as a trainer nationally because it's all relative I'm I get in a room of the big boys in the universities holy smokes I'm totally out class uh, when I get into the builder, the construction, this industry, and as it is our, our uh, remodeling home building industry, then I'm seen more favorably with my knowledge. So everybody's along the continuum somewhere. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Go to the phone lines, talk to my buddy Dennis. Dennis, good morning. Welcome to, to KMOX. How can I help, friend? Good morning, Scott. Uh, I have just uh, two problems with my home built in 1938. Uh, The first one, I think, might be an easy solution for you. Uh, The basement walls are made out of a ceramic block, uh, somewhat similar to what you might find at a dairy barn. And uh, for the last several years, we found that some of the mortar is flaking off and it has to be vacuumed up. And I'm wondering if I should just brush that off you know, from time to time and vacuum it, or if it needs a more serious uh, control. Okay. Uh, that is from moisture, and that's deterioration. You will eventually need to tuck point that. You have a concrete uh-huh. block foundation. Uh, yep. The difference is now you have a ceramic pretty glazed surface on it, so you have mm-hmm. a nice interior finish. But it's still concrete block. It does get moist and wet because it's below grade, and uh, the block will last much longer, but the mortar every 30, 40 years needs to be re-tuck pointed. So that's going to take some attention. I would vacuum it, but uh, 
be prepared to actually scrape out some of that and then re-tuck point with, uh, you know, mortar. Uh, and I should probably get a professional to do that. I, I would below grade because they know what's not they know what they can't see. You and I can mm-hmm. can scrape it and do what's right in front of our eyes, but you know, the more experience with those guys, they start scraping it and then all of a sudden they get a peek in. It's like, "Oh, uh hey, um, you know, Dennis, we need to talk a little bit more. There's mortar on the outside. I can't get to that and that stuff's in really mm-hmm. bad. So, you know, now we're off to mm-hmm. the races in big leagues." So, yes, I wow. I do okay. a pro. Okay, great. And the, uh, the, the biggest problem deals with plumbing. Uh, in our upstairs bathroom, when we run the sink, we hear a loud gurgling in the shower, sometimes even a thumping. Uh, we've tried liquid plumber and Drano and several buckets of boiling water to no avail. Uh, our, we've had our plumber in who's been able to fix all of our other problems, uh, but he finds that he can't snake the, the shower because there, it's a drum drain rather than a p-trap and he doesn't want to go in through the sink drain because feeling that the pipes are old that he might break something inside the wall and the problem could be worse Uh, he's vacuumed out the shower drain and has been able to pull out a little bit of debris and that helps just a little bit for a little while Uh, is there any recourse of short of tearing out the floor and replacing all the pipes uh, Dennis, have you checked your uh, stack, uh, the vent pipe? Because a gurgling drain, you know, sometimes just moving water, the sound of that. But if it's gurgling, it may not be getting the makeup air from the roof on that house. And 1938, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can get a bird or something living in that vent stack. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. And we do have some trees that put out little pine needles Ooh, that might yeah. float over there. Yeah. Well, you see what I mean? Because there's yes. a sl- the water, the drain, you know, you, what's going down the, the drain is considered a mm-hmm. slug of water. And uh, if it moves and, and covers, it pulls a vacuum. So it pushes the air in front of it and it pulls the air or has it creates a vacuum. And if it vacuums, and this could be in your sink as well, it could be the sink that's under vented. And therefore, it's trying to pull air from the floor drain of the shower. You following where I'm going? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. If, it, yeah. if it doesn't get enough air from the vent stack for that lavatory sink, uh, it will, you know, Mother Nature will equalize pressure. So, you know, she's going to get that uh-huh. air. Yeah, so yeah, just we, be we open. Not, yeah. Be, be, yeah, be open that it may be uh, eight feet over here on the vent makeup stack for the sink that's causing the air and we see these in toilets too you'll flush one toilet mm-hmm. and if it's not properly vented you know all of a sudden you're you know gurgling in the uh second bathroom oh, across the hall. Yeah. Uh-huh. so our plumber would probably get up on the roof and have some type of a long rod uh, to push down to break it free yeah even you know i would start with a flashlight sometimes those vents are pretty straight in those old houses they didn't offset mm-hmm. them a whole lot um yeah. so uh yeah you know low-tech obvious uh inspect what you expect if you think you're getting air to that sink um you know something's mm-hmm. not working or it wouldn't be gurgling but you know make sure you're getting the air to that makeup drain for the sure. sink first well, that that sounds reasonable because if we run the water just gently we don't hear the noise it's able to take yeah. it down and uh if if the shower is running we don't hear gurgling in the sink <laughs> So yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the one place. Great. Okay. Well, we've got a, a course of action to follow it. Uh, you know, I appreciate your show and all of your comments, and 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 so glad to be able to talk with you today. Great, Dennis. Uh, I'm a, a, my answer is about twenty five percent 
uh, probability that it's that, but it's something that's different. So my my I'm an outside in listener on this one. So it may or may not solve the problem, but it's a new place to look. It's worth a try. Thanks very much. <laughs> Take care. Have Dennis. a great day. Bye. You too. Home Improvement's got Mosby KMOX off and running on a crawl space and now a gurgling drain. And let's visit with my friend Allie. Hey, Allie, Scott Mosby, good morning. Happy Saturday. How can I help you? Hello, Allie, are you there? Hi. Allie. Yes, ma'am, you're on KMOX. Hi, How can sir. I Hi. Yeah. Uh, um, I have some, Mike, I live in a condo. Uh, the mm-hmm. ceiling seems uh, kind of uh, had the water damage and the puff out. Along with the time, I noticed that uh, during pandemic, stay home, so over one year seems progression. Uh, I'm in the first floor condo that I have above second floor and uh, also have deck outside. That leak is very close to the uh, deck, the outside area mm-hmm. on the ceiling, maybe just like a few couple of inch away. So when they open it and uh, I saw some... There's inside this mold, and also the wood beam has watermark, and uh, and the insulation seems soaked with all the water. But uh, the painter say everything is dry to the owner, and uh, I say there must be something wrong. But they only want just fix the drywall. So I say maybe find somebody come to check if there's any leak. But the leak guy come. After two weeks, still say everything is dry. Like their moist account always reading in the very end, zero. Yeah. So I'm just very confused. So is there how or from where I can find some expert to see what is the source of those moist or leak? Um, um, so I don't know what to do now because the association, they seems doesn't want to be really involved. They only want to cut the part, damage the drywall ceiling off, and put on a new one. So okay, I, Allie, I would I would uh, kind of sit tight on this for a little bit and see if the water comes back. I believe that water is most likely coming from the outside wall, as you suspect. Uh, and uh-huh. in that, off you know, they may caulk around a window, so there could be a window above that there could be a uh, overflowing gutter or something like that Uh, when the rain blows from a certain direction or we've had a really cold winter this past year which could cause Mm -hmm. ice damage on the roof and that would show itself exactly as this is so if you get real active looking for problems uh, it may be the wrong season of when that problem occurred you follow that so far yeah, yeah, because outside is a deck, like a wooden deck. It, would oh. that be threshold from the wooden deck above me? Yes, it that is very likely it is exactly that. Um that is uh, you're exactly right. If you have a deck, I would say 80% of the decks attached to buildings are not properly flashed from a water leak standpoint. I just listening to you now, I believe it is that deck. The problem with it, Allie, is they need to remove siding, uh, some of the decking. It's a big repair, and yeah. most um, certainly most maintenance guys don't quite know how to go at that. 
but I would sit mm-hmm. tight and wait and see if that moisture comes back. If the moisture comes back, then I would say, let's go. I need to find somebody that can look at this from the outside in. Um, but it's, I'm almost sure it is the deck, as you suspect. But now the ceiling is already cut off. Do I need to close it now? Um, I would leave it open, in, frankly. I, I would leave it open. The, it's in the living room. It feels very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that's it's a different a issue. If you, if you want that, yeah, if you want that fixed for, for comfort, please do. That's, that's a different issue. But if we think it's going to leak, which I think it will, I believe uh-huh. you do as well, when they fix it, um, you know, you'll find out. But it, it may be in the fall or a, a certain rainstorm or, or ice that causes that. Yeah. So, but uh, if I need uh, some in, uh, specialized inspector come to check, like give me a report, where I can looking for those type of professional can. Well, you're welcome to call our company at Mosby Building Arts. Um, we'll come out and probably tell you what we just discussed. Um, and then there's also private home inspectors for when you buy a house or sell a house, and they will uh-huh. have the same ability to inspect that. Um, so, uh, but either okay. way, we can refer you to somebody if you call Mosby Building Arts. We'll refer you to a home inspector or come look at it. So the inspector they come look at this season, right? Yeah. Yes. Not have to wait. Okay, great. No. Thank you. Thank you, okay. sir. Good have luck, nice Allie. You, you've got mm. your hands full. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Home improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. One of the topics in today's blog or article on uh, callmosby.com is nine things to look at your deck. Allie is experiencing one of those, which probably has two items of flashing because here's how decks get replaced or repaired um, or even built. So they build the house, the structure, the apartment, the condo, and then they take the ledger, a a two by 10 or whatever, and they bolt it to the wall. And if it's wood siding, then they bolt it to that wood, which is great in the first 10 years. But the moisture gets between that ledger and the siding. The siding then rots, gets soft, the the ledger kind of rocks and the water starts leaking in well the only way to fix that is to pull the decking off pull off some of the siding sometimes pull the ledger off of the deck it's a big deal uh, because they uh, fixed this deck without flashing or a roof or some water diversion to keep the water from getting between that board and the siding of the building. Uh, And then sometimes it goes on on top of the old composite masonite siding, things like that, and they rot and move. So anyway, that's where a lot of decks fail, and I'll get into that a little bit later in today's uh, show. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, Helitech Home Improvement Show, and I'll be back after this. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you, home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, wrapping up hour two, let's get right to the phone lines. Got Bosco turning out 50,000 watts. We're doing okay. little help from Amarin. Let's go talk to my friend Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Um, yes, sir. I have a home that was <clears throat> two-story brick home built in 1904. Um, had a tuck point at a 
10 years ago, brand new 40-year shingles uh, 10 years ago, and the Limestone Foundation tuck pointed two years ago. Um, Still have a little water infiltration in the basement uh, when it rains Mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, Otherwise, never. My question for you is, do these newer waterproofing systems uh, work equally well for a much older home with a, with a limestone foundation as they do with the more modern homes with concrete foundations? Uh, yes. Uh, the issue is when you have a stone foundation, you have a thousand points of potential water entry. With a concrete foundation, generally where it joins the footing down below, various cracks or snap, snap ties that you know hold the forms together when the concrete's poured, there are much fewer pieces. But the the problem remains that water comes through the foundation. Uh, and then needs to be gathered and collected down into some gathering system below the floor and then pumped out. With the difference between a stone on how it might be handled is there may be a membrane applied to the face of that stone foundation so that you're not looking at the water coming in. It kind of drains right down into the gathering system, and uh, you know that's kind of the advantage of that. But either way, it's still collect the water because it's coming in you can't really stop it so rather than go against it you go with it and you know so you gather it put it in the sump the sump pumps it out and away you go so there's a few more steps that get hap- that happen with that that get done on that but it's still the same issue uh with a concrete block stone uh anything that has mortar in it you know especially 1904 you're 120 years old or you know so that mortar has gone by the wayside well, no, this, yeah, I had it, I had that, I had the foundation tuck pointed uh, just a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, perfect, perfect. But the issue is that water still, it'll migrate right straight through the, the lime. I mean, lime is a great water filter, so they're limestone water filters. So your foundation is a great water filter, but it still allows the water to pass through it. So you can put a coating on it, that really won't work, it'll slow it down. Uh, but if you really want to fix this, you're going to, you know, wind up calling Helitech, somebody that can really, uh, you know, put a membrane over it and collect it and pump it out with a sump. Well, I appreciate that. I have to fix it because my wife told me she's tired of carrying up um, saturated pig um, pig um, absorbent towels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> putting them in yeah. the trash. I, I hear you. That's and then that's it. I mean, it, it really is. Do you have to fix it? No. But if your desire is to use that basement, and and no matter what you spend on this, uh, you know, basement space is cheap space. It's already built. You just need to dry it out. So I, I think you're ne- you're the perfect opportunity for you know drying out this and still run a dehumidifier. So collecting that water on a limestone foundation, you will still have humidity coming through. Uh, you will then run a dehumidifier and fans to move that air around as well that's a yeah, different well, I issue took, i took your advice earlier we have two dehumidifiers and in the, in the middle of july and august the humidity down there is like 38 percent. so uh well, that's pretty, they're doing pretty their good. job they're doing their job for sure hey thanks yes. a lot for your advice i appreciate it okay thanks jim take care home improvement scott mosby came wax take break be right back 
This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Helitech Home Improvement Show. Stay tuned. Hour 2 after news, weather, sports. Top of the hour. We've got a few more minutes and time for another caller. Let's see what's happening with my good friend Mary. Mary, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Oh, hi, Scott. Thank you. Uh, we have a four-bedroom brick ranch that uh, at late at night, uh, you, sometimes before 12 and, you know, until 3 in the morning, uh, if, if it wakes me up, there's an on-and-off faucet smell, uh, that, that, uh, sound uh, that uh, uh, two or three seconds, it's like someone turned down the faucet and, you know, we're back in the bedroom and it sounds like someone's turned down the faucet in the kitchen, uh, that it goes two or three uh, seconds and then it's off and then maybe a few minutes later, two or three seconds, it's like someone turned the faucet on and then turned it off and mm-hmm. I've gotten up and then come out to the kitchen, nothing there, and then if I hear the sound again, Sometimes it sounds like it comes to the front of the house where, you know, there's a spigot out there, but, and, in, and then the back also, um, and, uh, but the hoses aren't hooked up, and um, uh, it's, it's just really weird. It just, just sounds like someone turned a faucet on and turned it off two or three seconds later. Mary, are there toilets anywhere near these sounds? Uh, well, it, the toilets that are back to back, you know, the um, uh, the hallway to a, a bathroom and then uh, the um, uh, the bedroom bathroom are, you know, back to back. You know mm-hmm. that we have the ranch. Is uh, there one up so, by the but the kitchen? sound isn't coming from either one of those. When I've gotten up and then waited for the next five minutes, uh, and it's not every night, uh, but here this past week, it's you know it seems like it it has been every night, and uh, uh, the one night it was uh, from uh, one o'clock in the morning until uh, three, and it went on, and, it was off on periodically? and off periodically. Like hmm. Hmm. Uh, I know that the water utility raises and lowers the pressure in the piping systems for, you know, delivering water to our houses. Uh, So that is a variable. What may be happening, and I'm really stabbing in the dark here. Hang on with me, Mary. We're walking through the roses together. As the pressure rises, there are uh, solenoids, for example, in your dishwasher, your clothes washer, they're electric on-off water valves that are closed by a magnet. And then when that washing machine turns on, the electrical opens up the valve. Well, if that magnet gets worn out or tired, just like in a toilet bowl, which is why I asked about the toilet bowl, uh, a change in pressure can cause water flow periodically. It could be your dishwasher, it could be your clothes laundry washer, uh, could be a toilet, um, but it, it's pressure related. Uh, the one thing I would suggest is uh, have a plumber come in and check your pressure regulator valve uh, because as they raise the pressure, if it gets too high and anything above about 70 PSI is pretty high. So, uh, you know, the it's, it's inevitable. The utility does what it does, but it shouldn't necessarily trigger or actuate that flow. Okay. And uh, there is uh, there's common ground between, uh, you know, our street 
and the subdivision, you know, uh, on the other side of the common ground behind uh, sand, they're getting yeah. ready to put 12 houses in there. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it does, and the utilities are already in. Mary, I'm going to have to go. Uh, can, can you hold on? I'll talk to you after the hour. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. You've helped. You've helped me a lot, Scott. Thank you okay. so much. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Mary. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. Welcome to the Helotech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Okay, hour two, Helotech Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby, phone lines open for you. Yes, phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. This is the Helotech Home Improvement Show. All things about buildings, repair, new construction. Now we can talk about pricing, health, COVID, distancing. Also, a couple of things I want to remind you of that I think is particularly useful and helpful. Uh, If you're not aware, there are ultraviolet kind of like black lights that you can have installed in the return air plenum in the ductwork around your furnace in in a forced air system. So if you have air blowing out of a register in your house, this type of an appliance is available. It came out primarily around flu season many, many years ago. And what it is, is those ultraviolet lights, just like artificial sunlight, inside your ductwork, these things actually work. They kill the pathogens and the germs, and they will kill the COVID, the flu, and various other viruses. Uh, So just be aware there is something that is out there. You can call your heating and cooling contractor, find out more about it. Uh, They sound like they are a sold product, and and frankly were, uh, but they do work. That's the issue I want to bring to you. Uh, Basically, it's it's kind of like the old black light. You just put one inside your ductwork and as the air flies by that light kills those uh, pathogens and uh, viruses uh, primarily for the flu so this stuff's been out for 10 15 years at least I've been aware of them for 10 or 15 years could have been out much longer than that and all it is 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 like a sunlight ultraviolet light to address you know these things that can you know so I breathe out I might have the flu I might have a cold those water droplets those aerosols get airborne they get sucked into the return air and then circulate around the house well there's nothing really in a furnace heat or air conditioning system that kills those because it's all dark enclosed moving air uh, and sometimes we even humidify that air in the winter time and we have high humidity in the summer so they they live very happily so that's one of the things you can add there uh, phone lines for you 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 Mary was my last caller in in hour one uh, she was describing uh, running water sounds that have happened in her house uh, and I want to kind of bring this forward we ran out of time so I wanted to add a little bit more about Mary's question uh, there are now uh, expansion tanks uh, number one it's it's a kind of a blue tank it looks like a little propane tank a little smaller than a propane tank about the size of a basketball that mounts above your water heater and it is an air shock absorber it's very much like the things we have on our cars but instead of having a hydraulic fluid that adjusts those impacts on a car 
this is just a bladder tank that has kind of a balloon blown up in it and as pressure rises it takes that expanding hot water you know you raise the temperature of your water water expands pressure rises it'll push into this expansion tank it's required only in st louis county by code but it is something that's been uh, installed so that will allow water to push and pull uh, as if you, if the uh, missouri american water increases the water pressure um, and it, it may flow into your house a little bit so it can cause some moving water sounds i think it's more likely related to toilets and those solenoid valves because if your clothes washer water runs just a little bit not a lot you know just moves a little bit you may not see the water in that washer drum or in your dishwasher you may not see that water in the dishwasher as that solenoid valve gets overcome uh, just like the spring valves in the ball cock that goes in you know that ball cock being the lever float in your toilet tank that allows that water to uh, flow or not so either way all those things are measurements of when pressure rises outside the house pressurizes the the pipes and the water system inside the house and that change in pressure causes movement of that water somewhere uh, only, the issue there is you may want to and as I suggested to Mary get your pressure regulator which is a thing that looks like a you know a disc about the size of a fault softball it has a T handle on it and screws in and screws out as you screw that T handle in clockwise righty tighty as you screw it in clockwise you increase the pressure by depressing the stuff inside there I'll just abbreviate it with that as you unscrew it it comes back out and you decrease the amount of pressure allowed into the house well that diaphragm wears out that pressure regulator gets worn out like everything else knees hips all the things we have personally on our bodies and it it may need to be rebuilt or replaced as typically it so I I advise Mary call a plumber Uh, she has some development going on in her neighborhood which pretty much says yeah they will most definitely be changed the pressure because their delivery systems getting bigger so you know they have pumps that come on and this goes back to that remember how you know water pressure drops uh, every four times on the hour when television uh, went to commercials and they learned that the water utilities were turning up the pressure because everybody gets up and uses the bathrooms you know whether it's washing the dishes or using the toilet washing their hand all that stuff so just be aware that there are normal customary and regularly occurring events all the time and the pieces that wear out in your home may cause or allow that moving water Uh, so anyway there you go mary Uh, 314-436-7900 puts us together for those phone calls 800-925-1120 this is scott mosby this is home improvement stay tuned we've got one full hour coming up cardinal baseball the pregame show today 210 on kmox cards versus the phillies lots of things happening stay tuned all day My name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts. Uh, We're close to 75 years old. Uh, We were founded in 1947 by my father. We are a full architectural firm. We're a full construction firm uh, for those business minds out there. We are vertically integrated, which means that every part of the business that uh, really didn't work for us, we kind of went into that business. So although we still buy out a lot of services with uh, outstanding electrical company, outstanding plumbers, 
uh, various trades, we have our own licensed plumber on staff, our own licensed electrician on staff, our own carpenters, our own painting crew. So we self-perform for the most part a great deal of our work. And that's primarily around the training. The training that we put into people stays because they stay with us. And uh, likewise, it's good for their career because they continue to be trained and they learn more and more and more. Their career unfolds, they have futures, and their families do well. So that's what our customers like to get from Mosby is people that are there all the time, experienced. And so anyway, that's kind of how we are and what we are. So that's my day job at Mosby Building Arts. Uh, if you'd like to call us there, that's uh, 909-1800-3 1-800, or just get on the website because I want to bring up again one of the questions we had. Um, I had Allie call in earlier. She had a leak in a, uh, a condo and it was just below a deck above on the outside of that building. I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, one of the blogs today is, is your deck safe? Nine things to look for, which is basically the top nine items that fail on decks. And believe me, tis the season. We're about to all go outside on our patios, our uh, porches, and our decks. And this is where deck collapse becomes a big deal, especially after a really cold winter, especially COVID. We're all trying to get outside. Make sure you get those deck uh, decks check because most of them I think something like 58% of decks were built without ever permits mostly do it yourself which means that you know we know how to put the boards together may not know the finer points of a of attaching a deck ledger to the wall of the house and then flashing it protecting it from water 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 I'm going to take a little step away we'll be right back for more after this on University of Camoax all right, back together, home improvement. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Stay tuned. Hour two is upon us. We're uh, getting to it, and we're going to get right to the phone lines. Again, uh, remember the Cards versus the Phillies today. Pre-game show 210 right here on KMOX. You can connect either uh, KMOX.com, Odyssey.com, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot C-O-M, uh, or you can just tune in to uh, KMOX 1120 AM and likewise FM as well. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's go to the, my patient friend and talk to James. Hey, James, good afternoon. Welcome to lunchtime here on KMOX. How can I help? Hello, Scott. How you doing? Fantabulous. Happy Saturday, brother. Yeah, I just want to tell you, I had a chance to meet Justin this past week. He came out to a rehab project I have and gave me a lot of good information. Really great guy. Oh, that guy knows some stuff. <laughs> yeah, he does. But listen, my question is, I have a two-story house that was built in 93, mm-hmm. and it's a three-and-a-half bath, a master, then another bathroom upstairs, and then a half bath on the first floor. Okay. And just recently, I installed new faucets in the master bath and then in the bath, other bathroom upstairs. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting now is that in the master bath, the water is fine in the faucets. But in the other upstairs bath, the hot water just barely trickles out. And then the downstairs half bath is the cold water that barely trickles out. And so I took the lines up and flushed them and everything, but I still have this problem, and I just wonder what it might be. Uh, what kind of faucets, what brand of faucets did you get? Uh, Price Fister. 
Okay, uh, those have cartridges in them. Uh, sometimes the O-rings and those um, uh, cartridges just get too tight, a little bit cattywampus in there. Uh, I suspect everything's okay, but it's not uncommon to pull that single lever or individual handles out, unscrew it, check what's going on inside, and uh, sometimes those O-rings slide or get cut in manufacture, uh, and and likewise. So you may be getting full um, a flow to the faucet and uh, if it was for both hot and cold I would suggest the aerator screen on the end of the spout but when it's one uh, hot or one cold it's usually a specific part in those um, uh, faucets uh, likewise when a manufacturer has a run and we've got a lot more error in our in our products that are coming to us uh, because of the COVID you know sometimes you know Eight out of ten people are on the line, and sometimes ten out of ten people are on the line, and some, you know. So we're getting variable qualities of completeness, and um, and just plain quality of products. So sometimes what we think is done, we have to kind of open up the the cartridge, make sure that the you know the guts inside the faucet body is okay. You, you, you okay. following me there? Yeah, it, it worked fine for a minute, and then it stopped. But the one downstairs that I, in a half bath that I did not replace that faucet, I just uh, replaced some lines up on the bottom because one of the lines burst. Okay. It's, uh, it's the one that I'm not getting cold water to. Well, I'll tell you what, James, uh, when you start pulling things apart on anything, and even when you don't pull things apart and the water company out in the street or two neighborhoods down the road start pulling things out, you can have a bit of debris that comes through, and if you turn on the cold water, that sand a piece or rubber piece or whatever lodges in that cold line so the same logic of you cleaned out those water supply lines it, you're on the right path but go one step further and that's where pulling that cartridge out uh, allows you to clear or rinse some some of the guts and and so I think you just have loose debris that's been flying around in old pipes that got loose kind of like plaque for you and me eating too many cheeseburgers for 40 years <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck. I think you're on the right thought process. Just carry it all the way through to the end of the spout. And, uh, you know, I, I, okay. I think you're right on it. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. All right, James. Take care. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Again, uh, oftentimes people say, boy, you know a lot. I don't really know anything about James' system. I do know what happens when things fail. So all I'm doing here is sharing my experience, uh, which is high probability of repeating, you know, whatever that error is. So, you know, James pulls apart this. He fixes that. Well, you know, he's he's opening those pipes. He's loosening things. You know, the mineral deposit around the inside of those water lines breaks loose as he unscrews something. Typical, customary, nothing out of the ordinary but it flows somewhere. I mean, it lays on the bottom of the pipe. Then James puts it all back together. He goes down to his first floor faucet, which he hasn't replaced, and he turns on the cold water to wash his hands. And that little piece of debris, now in that line, goes right to that cold side only, and now he has a cold water blockage because he did normal and customary maintenance. So again, it's you know, people say, boy, you know all that stuff. It's like, you know what? 
I am logic. I may not have been blessed with a whole lot of intellect, but you know what? I can noodle my way through some stuff. Uh, he mentioned Justin, uh, Justin Lane, one of our consultants at Mosby. And uh, it, Justin is an extraordinary t- tradesman um, and is now part of our consulting team because he knows so much about, I mean, he can answer all these questions. Uh, you know, the way he delivers it in, in verbally is a little more colorful than me, but you know what? That guy knows some stuff. Anyway, 314. 314- 436-7900. A shout out for my friend Justin Lane at Mosby Building Arts. Uh, let's see what's cooking here with my buddy Donna. Hey, uh, Donna, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you here on KMOX? Good morning, Scott. I've got a front door and it has an oval panel with, uh, it has a um, leaded glass sandwich between two plain glass. Okay. It looks like that panel, that leaded glass has dropped just a little bit. Not, not much, but I'm not sure. Is there a way that I can go in there and repair that? And there will be on high humidity days uh, a little bit of um, fog in between the two panels. Not often. Maybe it happens five, six times a year. Um, But it doesn't look like there's any kind of a brace that's holding it in or any kind of a a wooden frame, if you will, that I can remove. So I'm kind of thinking it's not going to happen. Well, Donna, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is you've figured this out. (laughs) <laughs> the bad news the is that news you're I'm right. For, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're exactly right is the bad news. Uh, there isn't a whole lot holding that glass. Um, it is a couple of plastic oval trim pieces that get screwed together. It sandwiches, squeezes from the two sides of the door. That's what holds that nice looking piece of leaded glass. Well, it's also an insulated piece of glass. So once it slips or moves you know it slides down and now it's next to the screw that's a little tighter and so the pressure around that insulated glass now there's a little moisture in there so on a front door if you've got a covered front porch uh, your choice is to replace the panel or repair that panel or replace the door Uh, when you get into buying new glass and new panels and there are companies that do just those glassed inserts to replace them uh, it's about half the price of a new door Um, so it's possible to have somebody come in and do it but your analysis of what happened why it happened and and my answer is that's where the moisture is coming from you're exactly right you figured this out perfectly well i had someone come in and uh who does window repair and they said that wasn't it wasn't repairable so do you have any uh suggestions on companies that would replace the panel because i've got two panels alongside of the door that match the the leaded glass that's in the center of the door and i I really wouldn't want to replace it all uh if you have the brand of the door uh those oval inserts you don't no Uh, how old is your house oh how old Uh, is your house what neighborhood built in 72 south county 72 south county Ooh. um uh, probably a Stanley door, something like Anyway, here's the issue. Um, when that door was made, and today when we're making new doors in a factory like that, typically um, the mill workshop here in St. Louis City or County will buy door blanks. Um, they have a template, and it cuts a hole in the oval door blank, the flat, you know, inch and three-quarter oh. piece. Uh-huh. And then they go to the shelf, and they pull off that oval glass piece with two plastic trims on the two sides. They caulk it in, they lay it in, and then they screw those together, and it squeezes out, and a little bit of caulk comes out on the inside by the glass and the outside by the door. So that's how they're made, uh, which means that uh, oftentimes those oval cutouts are a standard size, and they have 10 
or 12 different oval glass sets that fit into that opening. Uh, so the good news is you may be able to buy that glass, unlikely 1972 to match, but you may be able to buy the trim for that, put it in. But, it, you know, here we are. We're going into, you know, finding the parts will take you 12 hours. Installing <laughs> the parts will take you two. Oh, you, see, you see what I mean? <laughs> okay. So that's what you're up against. And there's no money in it, so it's not like a company will do it. There is a company that comes out. They'll come with the glass, the inserts. They know the size of those ovals. That's their business. Uh, they're usually at the home shows. I, I forget the name of the company, but uh, they routinely come out. And, and it's it, the issue is you're going to wind up changing all three pieces of glass because 1972, uh, you won't match the glass there. That's true. And they won't re- take that panel and and um repair the repair the the they circular might. put it put that panel in in a new uh sandwich of plain glass they won't do that i take it well they the issue is they'll probably charge you the same as replacing it well but it would be it, that at right. least i'd be able to have it match with the side panels that i have and i really oh. do like that glass it's got some crystal in there that reflects the yeah. light so nice yeah, I agree. Um, I I wish I had that name of the company there. Normally at the home show, the St. Charles home show was last weekend. And uh, but so anyway, are they I don't a know, door company or or are they a window company or? It's uh, I would do a a, a suit search on Google of uh, glass replacement on doors uh, because okay. they they are out there because of this you know they're plastic trims and they that plastic trim faces the sun a lot. Those plastic trims break, split, mm-hmm. crack glass slides like your experience so it's not an uncommon ailment <laughs> okay yeah All right, i'm sorry i'll give it a shot yeah I'll, I'll do some searches in the next half hour see if i can come up with that name but uh uh it, they are you know it seems expensive until you start looking at what it takes to replace the door right so, right very good yeah. well thanks so much for your help scott i'm very grateful okay donna you figured that thing out pretty well congratulations <laughs> thanks <laughs> have right. a good day bye now Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Hey, uh, if you're looking for uh, questions and answers, I've got uh, two phone questions here on the line. Uh, 314-436-7900 puts us together. 800-925-1120. 800-925-1120. And remember, uh, the, the blogs, the articles, B-L-O-G is just a, a weird digital way of saying we wrote on a website a newspaper article or magazine article and one of them is is your deck safe nine things to look for what that means is it's our top nine of issues that where decks fail and you've heard all the deck collapse issues we're heading into that season we've had a tough winter we're COVID. we're going to get outside we're going to get together here please 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 check your deck check your deck if nothing else, just you. Uh, we're going to take a short pause and come back for more on KMOX. Okay, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, back together. I did a little bit of research. My last phone caller, Donna, had a front door with art glass in it, an oval window or light, L-I-T-E as we call it in the biz, uh, and it has failed. Uh, and, and I did a little searching, and I remember this company um, from one of the home shows. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a franchise. They come out with a trailer and the trailer is set up to do exactly what she was looking for. I think it's STL door glass. 
STL door glass, St. Louis door glass, and they they specialize in replacing these glass doors, glass and all that. Uh, their byproduct is likewise, when they quote you the replacement or repair of the glass, then they quote you the new door, and many times you wind up just buying the new door to replace. So uh, anyway, but I think that's who it is, Donna, um, and it was an impressive system that had been uh, generated, and I think they sold it as a franchise, so one of the franchisees was here in St. Louis. Uh, people knew what they were doing, and I thought they were pretty good at it at the time. Uh, anyway, so that's who I think it is. Uh, let's see what's happening here with my friend uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Uh, how can I help you here, my friend? I've got a very large uh, wooden fence. It's a cedar fence, dog ear. It's not a shadow box. Uh, essentially, it's 35 six by eight foot panels. What, what can I expect high and low uh, to have that stained with, uh, you know, prepped, conditioned, and uh, stained with a, a TWP type product? Oh, boy. Um, like pricing wise to do that remotely is virtually impossible for me, Brian. Um, I, I would uh, 35 sections. I'm, I'm sure you're, you know thousands of dollars not hundreds of dollars uh, just the product material on a product quality like a TWP is a lot of material for that what happens is when you have somebody come out to the home I would say maybe 25 percent of fences that people say they want to have refinished basically need to be replaced uh, because of the optimism of consumers I want to fix it I don't want to throw it away I don't want to spend the big bucks to replace it so again oftentimes if I were to give you a price it would be uh, a poor uh, representation number one but number two uh, it may be good money after bad so how old is your fence do you think yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to include that it's less than two years old. And it's, oh my gosh, it no, be, no, it's a, yeah. it's a virgin fence. Yeah, you're in good shape. Well, uh, has it ever been stained before? No. Okay, then you're going to strip this thing, too, because what happens, especially with cedar, is uh, cedar is very soft. It'll soak things. So anyway, the right process that somebody's going to come out is going to be likely be the priciest one you're going to get a quote on. Uh, They need to put this stripper on it, pull all those stains out, get that. Uh, fence to a consistent similar color let it dry out and then come back and apply the product to it um, on one or two finish coats uh, on that as well you'll get somebody that's putting one on when I say two coats oftentimes that means wet on wet because if you put the first one on and let it dry then on a good sealer you're just applying a product to lay on top of that now sealed wood so sometimes it's only a one product application sometimes it's a a two you know two coat which means wet on wet you put the first one on then you come back and uh, crisscross it the other direction as well Um, I would guess 35 sections like that to get it professionally done and done with a good product I'm guessing you know Two to four thousand dollars, two thousand to thirty-five hundred something. Is there is there a better product than TWP? Uh, there may be, but I'm not sure. You're in the right neighborhood, and that's where getting somebody out there to come look at that. And, and you may have, and this may be a one or two man operation painter. You don't need a big company. You're kind of looking for a souped up tradesman as well. Um, it, it doesn't take a rocket science. Sometimes these small shop operators know their business really well. Um, they're very good at it. Uh, but it's it's kind of a painter that does this thing. Uh, a deck refinisher would be the same. 
same guy. A fence refinisher would be a same guy. A small shop painting company would be uh, something like that. But you're buying people because you're going to do this every few years. So I'd, I'd make the investment of trying to find the right company, person, whatever, that you're going to need for the next 15 years. Thanks for your time and your show, Scott. Sure, Brian. Good luck, my friend. And and that, that pricing is very suspect. Uh, uh, I, I'm probably half qualified to say that. But as a consumer, that's what I would expect. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a short pause. Oh, hang on a minute. No, no. Let's get back to this. And uh, who's been waiting? Let's talk to AJ. Hey, AJ. Scott Mosby here. How can I help you? Hey, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Um, we've got a bathroom faucet that's starting to drip and it's a ceramic cartridge it's made by dolphin we got it from a home depot they used to have a high-end store out on manchester west of 270 and i've even gone to home depot store to try to find a replacement for it they seem to know nothing about it i'm trying to find this thing and i cannot find this thing anywhere do you know of any place that would actually carry something like that uh, there used to be, but he's kind of not doing that anymore. Um, and, and frankly, this is one of those things where the guy was a wizard. He knew everything, um, but it was hard because when you buy from him, even buying that thing, you're going to buy $30, but you're buying $3,000 worth of advice. So <laughs> the, it's kind of an unsustainable business model. So I, I forget the guy's name, but he's out there. He's kind of a character, but he knew this stuff inside and out. Uh, if you can't find it and you can't find it by searching Dolphin, Dolphin's probably long gone, especially after yeah, the 2008 recession. I keep getting someplace out in California, Dolphin Engineering. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know that? Or I'll get pictures of dolphin faucets or the dolphin-shaped faucets. I'm like trying to yeah. find this thing. I don't know if I had to repl- if I can replace it with something else that would match because the shower and the jacuzzi both match. So we want to keep everything the same. But that's yeah. the problem is trying to find this cartridge. I, I'm going to kind of read my crystal ball and suggest that's likely where it's going because you're probably going to invest $3,000 worth of time coming up to the conclusion that, all right, I'm done with this. I'll just, it's easier to just buy three new faucets. <laughs> I think I'm going to. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, AJ, good luck, my friend. Mm-hmm. Let's see what – I'll take a short pause and go. I'm gonna, I have to get back on schedule here. I get Gabby. Have you noticed that? Sometimes I get carried away in some of this stuff. Uh, we're going to take a short pause come back for more on Camwax. All right, back together. Hey, did you hear? Brian Kelly said snow Tuesday. Did you catch that? Just a little bit. I know, you know, we're in April. It, it'll be, here it comes, then it goes. But next, snow. Uh, yeah, anyway. We used to call it snain, kind of a snow. Or snow mixed with dirt was snurt. So, uh, anyway, in various groups, the groups I'm involved with, you'll know who you are. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here and talk with Jim. Hey, Jim, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Hi, Scott. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Happy Saturday. Same to you. Um, let's see. I'm replacing my asphalt driveway from 1984, so I won't mm-hmm. be the embarrassment of the neighborhood anymore with concrete. <laughs> and um, okay. I've talked to my concrete supplier, who I've already signed a contract with, about heated driveways and he mm-hmm. said they just do the concrete i would have to find someone that did the system and mm-hmm. i was wondering if there's anyone in st louis that did that 
Oh, yeah. It's a general contractor's job because you've got um, like five trades involved in this thing. It's a big deal. Um, there are electrical systems where there's there are big mats that get laid underneath modular, basically underneath the concrete slabs, and then they wire together, and then they come up to the electrical panel, kind of like a uh, um, solar panel or a generator sub-panel, and then that operates the uh, electrical there. That typically involves an increase in the electrical service. Uh, number two, it could be a hot water system which is akin to a swimming pool heater that heats the water and then slowly pumps the water through pipes or plastic tubes that get draped underneath the floor, kind of like a a hot electric wire floor in a bathroom. Uh, So your choice is electrical or hot water. That is then a gas-fired unit or an electrical-fired unit. It's very similar uh, to a swimming pool system. So now you get involved if you've got gas-fired furnace. Now you've got a plumber out there. You've got an electrician to operate that Uh, electrician if it's an electrical system. Then you need a ramrod that that coordinates all those for a general contractor, I can tell you that if you've got, say, $30,000 in concrete to electrically heat that, um, you'll wind up spending another fifty or 60000 to make it heated. And then it's, you know, it's kind of a high-maintenance product because when it does fire on, it burns a lot of gas or use a lot of electric. They are automatically operated. Uh, we put in several at Mosby Building Arts. Uh, the place that it really matters, we had this on one home had a beautiful concrete driveway, but right outside the garage was always in the shade so that turned to ice and it stayed ice until it warmed up so instead of heating the whole driveway to avoid uh, snow removal it was really how do I make it safe to get in and out of my car near my house so we did that in a certain section we've done very large driveways for you know several hundred thousand dollars just for a heated driveway with stamped concrete Uh, it's a big deal Um, I, I will tell you that out of 10 conversations of serious buyers that want to heat their driveway, one will actually do it. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of effort for the one or two snows that we have every season. <laughs> there you go, brother. You, 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 <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I had no idea that they were that uh, expensive. So you kind of helped yeah. me make my decision. Well, there are a couple of things that I've noticed that, uh, frankly, around loading docks, there are these modular, uh, big, heavy rubber mats that plug back together and you plug them into the wall. So when you're on a loading dock and, you know, the truck driver backs up and steps out and hits the ice, you know, there are ways to put these walking mats down. So the way to go at that is there's another way to bring some of that benefit or safety um, to those icy spots, but it's more, less is more, uh, more is more maintenance pretty much because uh you know they're they're like an irrigation system you know it it, yes it has to sense the temperature and then you know fire on in enough lead time to melt this stuff off the best way to do it is once it um, gets cold enough and the rain is coming primarily for ice this thing fires on so the ice never happens and then it goes off when the temperature rises yeah we're actually looking at those mats for our front walk coming yeah. out of the house so yeah okay. that's that's an yeah, affordable I, method to do but you know the heated stuff yeah, it's a big deal and once you bury it under the concrete it's hard to get to okay yeah, i appreciate your advice 
You bet, Jim. There we go. And that's the that's the whole I, I love this uh, show because I'm able to share that experience with others like that. Because, I mean, if, if you think about this, so Jim makes a phone call, he finds three or four people that he calls. One comes out, they have that conversation. And, you know, Jim spends, you know, 20 man hours coming up with the conclusion of, well, I'm not going to do that. You know, so that's the advantage of the KMOX Home Improvement Show, and and that that's kind of why I'm here. Um, uh, I, I've, so anyway, just be aware that's what we've got. Uh, I do have one caller, David. I'm going to not go to the phone call, uh, David. The issue when you have smell uh, uh, during your air conditioner, moisture has gotten into your system, condensation. There's mold and mildew on your uh, ductwork and your AC coil. Make sure you're draining that AC coil of condensation because that moisture sits there and generally uh, you wind up you're blowing mildew and mold spores around the house get that furnace and ductwork clean professionally by a serviceman uh, home improvement scott mosby talk to you next week here on camwags